Hello, and welcome to Setting the Standard, brought to you by the Wireless Innovation Forum. I'm your host and communications director of the forum, Stephanie Hamill. Today, I'm talking with Comscope's Mark Gibson, who chairs the forum's 6 gigahertz committee. Recently, a larger 6 gigahertz multi-stakeholder group has been formed as well, combining the forum's membership horsepower with the Wi-Fi Alliance and the broader industry stakeholders to tackle an aggressive timeline to operations in the band. Today, Mark will explain the background and get into how the groups work together. Hi, Mark. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, Stephanie. Hi. It's great to be here. Thanks. Good. Um, so today I'm talking to you about the 6 gigahertz band and the forum's involvement in it. The forum got involved back uh, in well, the first meeting we had was a kickoff meeting in July of last year, um, where we brought all the stakeholders together that were of interest in the wind forum and then some on the outside um, to sit around and ideate, you know, think about why uh, we should make a six gigahertz a group even before that. Um, so they probably when, when the commission issued the, when we knew the rulemaking was imminent, which actually was probably around, well, I'd say probably maybe earlier that year. So probably in January even of the of last year, that'd be 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we decided to sort of do an exploratory on it, leading then to the meeting we had in July, July 31st, I believe it was, uh, that, that kicked off the whole discussion about the wind form standing up a gig committee. And out of that, we put together a charter, and um, I believe the charter was approved by the board in August of last year, and we've been charging a, a forward you know, ever since. So we got started pretty early on uh, in the scheme of things um, and have been charging ahead, like, like I said, ever since. Okay, so what what's the committee doing now, and can you explain the the six gigahertz committee of the forum as well as the six gigahertz multi-stakeholder group, which is a different group, and can you kind of explain the differences and the goals of each? Yeah, absolutely, and that's a good question. Um, so let me start with the wind forum. The wind forum six gig committee started with just a committee. It was a committee that met biweekly, um, and we before the rulemaking actually came out. So the rulemaking came out in June of this year. Uh, it was finalized in June of this year. And um, uh, before that, we met as a committee to try to help influence the, the rulemaking. Not so much that we wanted to advocate anything, but we wanted to inf inform, I should say, the rulemaking with respect to uh, things like propagation modeling, and interference mm -hmm. protection criteria, and things like that. So the committee worked on um, a couple, we had, I think, had two contributions to the commission in the form of ex parte filings to just put on the record the work that we'd been doing uh, in hopes that they would use it in their deliberations for um, for uh, the ultimate rulemaking. And so beginning, you know, when the group first formed in July last year, we started, we, we identified the gaps, if you will, or the areas of, of that needed to be dealt with. And then we just rolled up our sleeves and started on it. And, and so the first thing we did was a document to describe um, inference protection criteria and um, uh, propagation modeling. Uh, we got that through ballot. That was a technical report, I believe. And then from that, we filed that with the FCC. After that, we turned our attention then to um, a, a technical report on requirements for the AFC. Basically just saying, look, if the commission's going to do an AFC, you should deal with the following. We got that out of ballot at the end of the year last year, and we filed at the commission either late last year or early this. Um, and then the NPRM came out um shortly after that and so we feel like some of that got on the rulemaking and out of that um as time as as things advanced and the rulemaking came out and we had a chance to deal with it we've ultimately ended up with um 
two, uh, well, actually it's four committees per se. One of them is a steering group, uh, which we actually have to have to drive the, the product or drive the work. Another is a plenary, a technical plenary, which is actually was the meetings that we've been having. Um, and, and then there's two other really technical committees. One is a committee on interference analysis. Um, uh, basically, it's, it's, a, it's a, a working group on interference analysis. And then we have a, a technical committee or a technical group on our task group on data. And uh, so those guys have been meeting. And so um, and that has sort of overtaken the need to have the technical plenary. So that's what the WinForum is doing. And we're and I won't get into the details about the specifics just yet. The multi-stakeholder group was stood up as a requirement from the FCC's rulemaking. Um, the commission um, made it a, you know, a, a suggestion, and not, a, not a requirement, obviously, that industry form a multi-stakeholder group. And they used a couple of suggestions, actually the WinForum had put together, um, to the extent that we put any advocacy into the positions we made. One of them was, look, we have a lot of experience with CBRS as a multi-stakeholder group. You should think about that. Um, and so they did. And uh, we got what we asked for. And they, so they suggested, you know, forming a multi-stakeholder group. They didn't put a lot of guardrails around the multi-stakeholder group. They just said, here's some things you need to look at and um, whatever else you want to do. Um, so Lee and I um, met with members of the Wi-Fi Alliance, which had kind of been doing the same thing. And um, throughout the early parts of the summer going into July uh, this year, and worked on how we, how together we might stand up a multi-stakeholder group. And that actually, the first meeting for that was um, actually uh, July 31st, almost a year after the WinForms group was set up. One thing led to another, and now the multi-stakeholder group has been established. There's a member of the WinForm that co-chairs, um, along with three members of industry, one of which is on Wi-Fi Alliance. And within the multi-stakeholder group now, we've defined what's called work streams. And there's uh, three work streams. The first work stream deals with interference, identification, and determination and remediation. This is basically how do we deal with interference when it's found. Um, that was the, chaired by a member of the, I can't remember who chairs that. And then there was a, a, a um, work stream on data um, that I co-chair along with a gentleman from an organization called APCO, uh, which is a public safety uh, group. Uh, and then there's and that's data, like I said. And then there's a third work stream, which is uh, interference analysis as part of the AFC. Um, and so the respective chairs of those three uh, work streams have decided uh, when they should meet. And we've had a series of meetings. And so the multi-stakeholder group is really little by little moving down the road, developing whatever is needed. Then goes into the respective standards bodies to the extent that those things need, things need to be turned into standards. And so that's very high level uh, how the industry is coming together around the AFC and the role the form is playing. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a great synopsis. Um, it's a lot of people and a lot of stakeholders and a lot of work being done um, with this much involvement. What are you seeing as like a timeline moving forward uh, in terms of being able to utilize the band? Well, that's a good question. Um, a lot of the timeline was initially driven by the industries, the Wi-Fi industry, I should say the unlicensed industries, desire to have devices uh, ready for the market by the end of the next year. Um, I, I understand that they try to catch the holiday cycles, and so they wanted them by the holiday cycle for 2021, um, uh, which is rather um, aggressive. 
given where we are with the just the the development of things you know so we've stood up the modi stakeholder group in earnest we had the first you know real meeting about it just a few weeks ago which is not to say that the work can't continue a, a pace uh, separately, but um, you know, the, the, whatever role the multi-stakeholder group has in this, it's going to need to drive that timeline. Um, but like I said, the, the right now we're working toward the desire to have an AFC certified and in place by the end of the new end of the near end of the year next year, which is really aggressive. Um, so the question is whether that timeline is going to be driven more by uh, just what needs to be done to get the AFC going versus the industry's desire to have standard power access points available by next Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. If it doesn't have that, then I'm not sure what hot money cycle comes after that, or maybe they'd wait till the following, you know, into the following year or sometime in the middle of next year. Um, you know, so all of us that have been involved with this from the beginning and also have the experience, for example, from CBRS, understand that just because you have an aggressive timeline doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it. So, um, so we'll see. I'd say, you know, like I said, the, the end of the year is highly aggressive given where we are. Um, uh, so I would not be surprised if it gets pushed into 2022 uh, and we'll just have to see how things come. You know, in the middle of all that or not in the middle, what has to happen is we have to have specifications. Um, there has to be the commission actually has to come up with some things, among which is a certification program. We have to identify who would be doing the certification testing. And then there has to be a public type trial. And so, as you can imagine, trying to get all that done in 12 months is difficult, given it took us nearly a year to get the SASIS certified, you know, and in the middle of that, there was also a government shutdown. So, you know, that, that can happen. Mm -hmm. um, so, like I said, those are the things that have to happen at a very high level. So people can make their own determinations as to the likelihood of meeting the end of the year next year without my pontificating on it. But I'd say the end of the year next year is pretty Pretty aggressive, but you know, certainly by the end of the year, the following year. Great, it's exciting. Um, how about are you guys still looking for more industry involvement, and if so, how can uh, stakeholders get involved? Great question, and absolutely, the more hands that can lift this, the lighter is the lifting. Um, so people have been joining the alliance or the uh, Wind Forum, um, uh, you know, a, a lot as a result of this. Um, uh, so if you want to join the WinForm and participate in the WinForm's efforts, they could contact you or Lee Pucker um, or, or me, although I would put them in touch with you and Lee anyhow, um, uh, and just ask to join. And, and we have done a lot of things to help people uh, participate. So, for example, um, we are the, the, one of the things the WinForm has that other uh, standards development organizations don't necessarily have is the facility to participate as an observer. Um, the di main difference between yeah. observer is it doesn't cost anything, um, but you and, and so because you don't have and you don't but you don't get a vote. So because you don't get a vote, it means you can't actually submit contributions. But what you can do is submit contributions through through somebody who is a uh, a full member. Um, and so a lot of people have been submitting contributions that way. Um, and if the contributions are are um, are valuable to the effort, then that's perfectly fine. Um, you just don't get a chance to vote on it, and and it goes through the whole voting process of the alliance, which is set up in in, in accordance with uh, you know uh, direct guidance on how you do SDOs. Um, so you, so you can participate in the WinForum that way, and all the work the WinForum does will be um, standards related. So we'll be producing standards uh, standard specifications, technical guidances. So it'll have the imprimatur of that type of um, of um, standards type activity. Uh, you could also join the Wi-Fi, and so the WinForm is dealing with this primarily from the standpoint of the AFC. 
Um, and, and it really only the AFC. Now there's some, uh, some things that are, are um, a little bit uh, different than that. There is some interest to participate with, um, with um, some of the other unlicensed folks as, as they are out there. Um, uh, and they, they're thinking about joining the forum as well. Uh, but it's mostly to inform, inform the AFC. Um, if you want to participate on the device side, if you're interested in Wi-Fi, you can join the Wi-Fi Alliance. Um, the, the, the participation in the Wi-Fi is a little bit more regulated by the, by the Alliance themselves, not regulated by the, by the government or anything, but I don't know that you can participate if you're not a full member. Um, but you can check with the Wi-Fi Alliance. And if you want to do that, you can contact either Eric Figueroa, who's the president. And he probably is the right guy to contact. Um, Edgar, I'm sorry, Edgar Figueroa. Um, so those are some of the ways to participate. Or you can just join the multi-stakeholder group. Anybody can join the multi-stakeholder group. There are no limitations to joining. Um, uh, it's wide open. Um, so if you just want to participate and, and, and if you have some interest in this, you can certainly participate as an observer there. Um, or if you want to really get engaged, you can participate in any of the work streams. Um, uh, so there's many, many paths into this, uh, into this party. So um, uh, those are just a few. Yeah, and uh, the multi-stakeholder group meets, is it monthly? And then your work streams are about weekly? That's right. The multi-stakeholder group is meeting about monthly. And then the work streams are meeting. The, the, the cadence on them is about, is about bi-weekly. Uh, but some of the meetings don't occur if there's no contributions. Um, and since we're early into this, it, there you would expect to be a dearth of contributions. And so some of the meetings haven't happened. So, for example, I'm co-chairing the work stream two, which is the data. And um, I put out a call for contributions last week and we haven't gotten any. So we don't have a meeting cadence set up. But as soon as there are contributions and interest, we will establish a meeting cadence, which would probably be biweekly. So it probably would not be any less uh, frequently than biweekly and then no more frequently than weekly. And that's for the multi-stakeholder group. Okay. Um, the wind forum meetings are, um, uh, they're a lot more uh, more regular than that. Um, and like I said, if you wanted to participate in the wind forum, the, the steering group meets bi-weekly, the, the interference group meets weekly, and the data group meets bi-weekly as well. So, um, um, and then the plenary is on there bi-weekly, but we, like I said, we'll cancel that if there's been um, enough uh, technical activity going on where we don't need to meet. Great. Okay. And I'll, I'll include links for all that um, in the show mm -hmm. notes. Great. So thank you. Thank you so much for meeting with me today, Mark. I appreciate it. And good luck moving forward. You're, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. And thanks for all the work you do. You, you kind of keep us honest and keep us on track. So you guys are really love you guys. And thanks for all you do. Oh, thanks, Mark. You're welcome. All right. You have a great day. You too. Thanks, Steph. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. -bye. Bye.